Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. about every first Friday here on Big Blend Radio. The National Park Arts Foundation creates unique artist-in-residence programs within national park units, even state parks. And today on Big Blend Radio, we're going to talk with the photographer William Bretzker, who for the past three, three weeks is the foundation's artist-in-residence at Gettysburg National Military Park, which means he gets to stay in that beautiful house in a beautiful pastoral setting. And I hear there's deer and beautiful sunrise and sunsets, and it's just, you know, of course, all the history as well. So very excited to chat with him. Um, Definitely, if you're an artist, uh, if you're a writer, a poet, a musician, these programs are incredible, and I think Gettysburg is one of the most comprehensive artist-in-residence programs. They have so many different types. Go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org, and then also go look at photographer William Bretzker's work. He's on Facebook and Instagram at Gettysburg Camera. Welcome to the show, Bill. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. We're excited about this. You know, uh, we've covered Gettysburg about three or four times now on the show, and it seems to me we've never been there. Uh, We are on a quest to visit every one of the 417 National Park units, but we've done a lot on the west and the south, but we haven't got to Gettysburg yet. But I heard that you've been photographing at at Gettysburg for over 20 years? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't get here that often you know maybe it might be once a year it might be three or four times a year a couple overnight stays um certainly nothing like what i'm doing now which is a almost a four uh full solid weeks of just living on the battlefield getting up and before Mm. dawn being on the battlefield already having my camera ready and going out i have tried to make the most of it and and about three weeks in, a little bit more than three weeks in, I'm fairly exhausted right now of all the work I've done, but I'm not going to have any regrets at the end in terms of uh, missing any opportunities. I know that you do a lot of photography in, in, in the news world and in, in for newspapers. What's it like really being immersed for four weeks? I know with us being in the publishing industry, there's always a deadline, a deadline, a deadline. And I, to me, when I think about an, a residency where you get to just focus on creativity for a full month, like – Sounds that great. Sounds, I, that sounds like a really good vacation, but as you're saying, it's hard work. But do do you get a does your focus change of what you're capturing versus when you come for a few days, when you come out there for a couple of days or a couple of nights? Oh, it, it absolutely changes. Um, one thing, I don't feel rushed at all. I um, I I don't um, feel like oh geez, you know, I'm only here for an overnight stay. I, I'm only here for you know a day trip. I I really want to put some film through my camera. I got to get this done. Um, if the light isn't perfect or at least pretty good, I can wait. You know, um, mm. it, it's a it's it's a totally different um, way of working, and it's completely unlike anything I've I've really ever done. I mean, some photojournalists are able to work for long periods of time on one story. I live in a, a daily newspaper world where I might have two or three right. or sometimes crazy number of assignments a day, and it's just on to the next one. Um, 
this is obviously not photojournalism. It's more landscape and uh, I mm-hmm. consider it documentary photography. I've, I've hold a few different genres I'm working in when I'm here. Um, but it is way different from my, my uh, normal everyday kind of job. What is it about Gettysburg that attracted you to the, the you know, the mil- it's a military park, which is unique too. Um, what was it that first got you out there and what is it that keeps drawing you back? Well, I guess uh, I first came out here with my brother who was, who was interested in the movie Gettysburg and so many people of my generation um, mm. got into Gettysburg because of the movie Gettysburg, which was released in the early 90s. And there was, I think they had a wave of uh, uh, popularity where they, they really peaked in terms of attendance. Now there's still something like 1.5 million people come here every year, well over a million, whatever the number is. Um, wow. And and I just kind of uh, got hooked on it. It's a beautiful place. It's very serene, but there's also evidence of the struggle of of really the horror that happened here. That it it it's it's a very odd mm. situation that you have this beautiful place, but it was also a place of um, just destruction. And mm. you can tell the stories through photos, or at least hint at at what happened here. And it's also such an important part of American history. I've always liked history. Um, my parents used to take us, uh, we wouldn't go to the beach so much as go to historic, uh, homes and tours like that. Um, so it's always been kind of ingrained in, in what I do. Do you get any feelings of um, any areas being haunted? Oh, you know you always I have ask that. Because you know? it just feels <laughs> like it should be haunted. <laughs> I can say that I have not had any experiences on the battlefield. I'm not going to completely rule things out. I don't want to offend people who um, – there's quite a few people who, who swear by it, who um, uh-huh. come out here. Um, people look for it. I'm not looking for any kind of haunting. I have not had any experience there. And certainly if you're out here after dark, if you're up here you know, before dawn, there's a mood and there's a feel. And it, it certainly, mm. if you open yourself up to looking for an experience, you can feel something. But I can't say that I have. Um, it's not mm. something that I'm particularly looking for or, or really, uh, frankly, buy into, um, maybe is a way to put it. But it is something that, you know, people do. It is a facet of the battlefield that certainly has become more and more popular, I guess you can say, for the past, uh, just in the time that I've been coming out here over the last 20 years or more. So you're working in film? I work in digital? film. I work in digital. I have a, a few different different projects um, I've been working on. Maybe I should maybe I should focus down more closely. Most of what I'm showing today is um, digital. What you see on on the, the Facebook site uh, is digital work. Mm. Um, I, I like to, especially something like this where I'm here. 24/7 for a few weeks to really make the most of, of all that time. Um, so I can I work in large format photography. It's not quite my wow. specialty. There's there's certainly people who are better at it um, technically. Um, it's a bit of a struggle that I've been working through, and um, this has been a kind of a workshop for me on the four by five and, and even eight by ten large format photography, which which kind of harkens back to the earliest photos made here, um, but. The digital is something that, as you mentioned, about the, the projected portraits, um, mm-hmm. I kind of marry history with the scene. Um, 
a lot of that or all of that is, is done digitally. I also do some digital um, uh, digital photography in terms of using mixed light. I like to work in the dawn and dusk, um, the, mm. the margins of light where it's very moody, and I, I incorporate my own flash or flashlight um, into the scene. I do what's called painting with light, which is you know gaining popularity, but I do it a little bit differently, I think, in terms of just, just how I accomplish it, get a little different look, give it a, and try to impart the mood of the scene, try to tell the story of the scene. You can really focus. If, if it's 80% of the scene is mostly in dark and you can use a flash or a spotlight, uh, a flashlight to focus attention on a monument, a face on a monument, or a scene where something important in particular happened on the battle, that's, that's what I'm looking for in, in my digital work. So you're creating ghosts. You know that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Some of the, the you can scare the some people. No, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think well, when, people when I'm, have reacted uh, in that way. They they say it's almost you know creepy. Some of the the pictures because let me paint the picture if I can of, of what these images look like. Um, if you're not online looking at them or or have seen them. It's I take uh, the historic portraits usually and. Um, like I said, marry them into the scene of, of where, let's mm-hmm. say, there's a general and something important happened to him at this scene. I try to try to project that image onto the scene or include almost like an inset photograph into mm-hmm. into the landscape. I, I look for canvases out on the field, like blank white buildings or monuments that don't have a lot of writing, where I can find a spot where, all right, this is where, in one case, say General Sickles, who was this notorious uh, Union character. Um, he made what most people think was an ill-advised move and uh, that really changed the outcome or, or changed the, the whole picture of the battle. And um, he's associated very closely with this one spot where he was, was injured and uh, hit, hit by artillery fire and lost his leg. And I have projected his image into the, uh, onto the white uh, facade of the barn right where, right where that took place, right on the field where he, he's most closely associated with Gettysburg. So it's um, it, it's almost like, like I said. Some people find them almost creepy. Some they're almost like haunting images. Some of the sometimes there are people who had, had died in the battle. Sometimes just people who are heroic or just almost anonymous privates. It, it could be a whole range. Whatever I can find a good historic image and find a good place to associate that face with the field. I think you're bringing people to life, and you know I think sometimes. When we go through a battlefield or an area, um, there's definitely that feeling. I know, especially dawn and dusk. There's something about you know dawn to me that really, I don't. It's my favorite time, dawn and dusk. Mm-hmm. Even to go into a new town on road trips, it's just like what's happened, you know. Um, but battlefields, you know, when you're when you're out there, you know, I think that what's so interesting is there's all the sculptures that you're working with too, and. There was this one, and I think it, it, I'm looking at it now. It's um, Union General, is it Kimball Warren Monument on Little Round Top? And yep. it's like beautiful and pink, and you see his, his, the sculpture, and you're taking it from the back, and he's looking out. And it's like, it, at the first glance, you feel like there's like a general looking out of what's going on <laughs> and what he's going to do that day, or, you know, who's watching him. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that sets the scene for a battle right there. Like, what what's going on? And so to me, the way you're using the sculptures and then doing the same thing even with the cannons and the sculptures, using 
not only the delight of you know the natural light at sunrise sunset but when you're doing the projections and using those as well there's this this life force that you're putting to whereas normally if we're walking through if there wasn't sculptures and things there you don't quite get the battlefield as much but you're bringing it to life so i think people understand that people were involved if that makes sense oh yes sure and that Warren monument is probably one of the most photographed spots on the battlefield, if not the most photographed spots. And people love to go up there at, at a sunset, just watch the sunset. Um, I'm still surprised that more people, you mentioned Dawn. Um, here we are right around the anniversary of the battle, probably the, one of their busiest times, if not the busiest. And I would still go out at dawn and pretty much have the battlefield to myself. And it's mm, kind of puzzling mm. to me that why more people aren't experiencing it at these really quiet times, really serene, very contemplative time. Um, it's it's just a beautiful place to begin with. And then you mix in this history, and it's just so thought-provoking, just get lost out there. And yet mm. 99% of the, the experience that people have is, is um, you know, coming out at, at high noon. And um, I know people are traveling or vacationing or whatever that they can't always uh, get up at the crack of dawn, but... At the very least, be there for the that the the sunset, you know, just to, maybe not to make that that kind of postcard classic view, but to just to enjoy the light, um, you know, turn away from the sun and see what it's doing uh, the rest of the battlefield. That's a that's a huge point. I know mm-hmm. Nancy and I with us when we travel and go into parks, historic or not. I mean, even here, you know, we 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 walk in the mornings, but we're there before the sunrise because. Number one, it's it's hotter than hell out here. <laughs> I know, but but um, you go out in the morning to watch the sunrise. I mean, there's this life force and the birds and everything move with it, and it's like you are part of whatever that ecosystem is. And that's even in a historic setting. There's that, you know, what were people doing? Were they sitting with their camps and you know getting their coffee? And and you know, you just feel like you're part of that rhythm of the day. And there's something. All the parks we go to. We never see people at that time. No, and, never. And I'm like, how are you going to see wildlife? How are you going to get those photos? Mm-hmm. And there is this high noon thing, and you see high noon all over the place. And, yeah, you get caught in that having to do that sometimes and still take the photo. People do take it. But it's you don't see you're missing that. And, and I, I think, you know, people should go out as early as they can to, to these parks. There's a, there's a difference in color, at least out here, um, when the sun's rising out here in Tucson, Arizona, I call it the Arizona sunrise pink yeah. that glows and changes how the trees look and everything. And then at, in the evening, the sunset, there's pink, but it's a totally different color of pink. So you get two kinds of different shades and, and colors on the, on the trees especially. Mm. You know, in the morning, they're kind of like slate bluey pink. And and then in the af- afternoons when the sun is going down, they're kind of orangey green. Or dead. No I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no. But um, yeah. So you you miss a lot by going out just around noon time. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. Totally no. agree. Bill, I know that you work in digital, but you also said large format. And I was reading up that you do dark room stuff, and you've done that for years. Are you still doing your own dark room work? Yeah, in fact, I set up a little cool. dark room here in the Klingel House, which is the the house where the really? artists and wow. residents stay. Um, it, it's been a bit of a struggle. It's uh, it, it, it actually might be a little better set up than I have at home, which is just a shared garage with 
bicycles and and the washer dryer and all that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. they have it. They have it set up very nicely. I mean, there's. Um, I was worried it might be, um, you know, just a hand dug dirt floor and maybe a crawl space. But uh, I think when the house was renovated um, and restored about ten years ago, nine years ago or so, they dug down. They made a full basement, a concrete floor, and everything. So um, cool. The the Klingel house itself is is this uh, it's kind of a, a squat square little house. It's on this um, right on the Emmitsburg Road, which was an important line of a uh, important road, important line through the battlefield. Um, the Confederate troops smashed through the Union line, which was the house was just swarming with uh, with soldiers uh, around the field, the artillery. There's monuments on either side. Um, it's an amazing location to be in, to be staying in. Unfortunately, today, this is the beginning of bike week, and um, my motorcycle friends have been rumbling by. I hope it, or maybe you can get a little natural sound of the, the motorcycles rumbling up and down the Emmitsburg Road. Um, nice. But it is a very cozy little house. I'm very appreciative for it. It's um, a, a log structure. Uh, in fact, the Union troops occupying the house as the Confederates swarmed in knocked out the chinking between the logs and were firing from like the living room of what is now the living room of the house. So wow. where at night I might sit down and, and watch some TV or something, have a, a late night snack. There were, there were soldiers apparently firing right from that spot. Um, there were the, the poor Klingel farmer who returned to his, to his farm, came back to a scene of total devastation Um Bodies uh, buried not far from his front door, dead wow. horses in in places. Um, it's the, the history. Wow. You you can't help but feel it when you when you're when you're around here. How how involved do you get? I mean, because to me, you're dealing with this history of people, and you know, um, getting to know all the different generals and the and the soldiers. How in-depth do you go when you start photographing? I mean, especially what you're doing with projecting their faces onto, you know, the different walls, which I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that in a national park unit before, by the way. I don't know how many people do that. Um, but how involved do you get with starting to research who they were? Well, some of them are really well-known, you know, like, say, a Robert E. Lee type or um, some mm-hmm. of the top union generals. But like just last night, I... I um, I have this uh, this book. I believe it's called Pieces of Gettysburg. Where they, it's basically just a a book of. It's almost like a police. They call it the, those mug books where they just had uh, mug shots that you could flip through looking for somebody who, who might have uh, committed a crime against you. It, it's just page after page of faces. Uh, these are all participants at Gettysburg. Some of them survived the battle and went on to a uh, long life. Some of them didn't survive. And um, I was looking for someone associated with Devil's Den, one particularly striking part of the, of the battlefield. And I found a few faces, and I was able to make a picture um, that, that I'm pleased with. And mm-hmm. this one's a, a colonel, apparently survived the battle, and I think survived the war. And I, I don't know a lot about him, but I know that he was there. And it certainly strikes me as somebody I, I want to learn more about. And there, there are plenty of people who... Um, who were at, at that point doubles then um, who didn't survive the battle. I want to learn more about their story too. And so there's just, mm. you know, there, there were maybe 200,000 combatants here 
uh, between the two armies, wow. and all of them have a story. Every one. Yeah. I mean, some of them have you know, multiple um, just unbelievable stories, and many of them, we lost their stories when they died. They didn't live another 50 years and write uh, mm. memoirs about what they did here. So it's, it's, um, you can never know everything about Gettysburg, and I've always started to scratch the surface. Do you think you could create a, a battlefield scene right on the battlefield with ghosts? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, with your projections. <laughs> yeah, you're... Well, some of the – what I have tried not as successfully is some of the historic photos, um, kind of projecting them into the scene as it appears today. Mm. And I haven't been really happy with, with how that's turned out. I'm not really sure why. Mm. But first of all, there aren't a lot of them, and so you're kind of limited – in um, mm. the places and that kind of thing, but it's it's the kind of thing that I've been I certainly have pondered. <laughs> let me put it that way, because mm. um, that would you know mm. any way to you know, increase that sort of storytelling aspect of the photography. Yeah. What I what I want to ask you because I I know that it changes for artists. Um, we've interviewed some that you know are on their way there, some who are finished and. Uh, Tanya Ortega, the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation, you know, she's usually on the shows, but right now she's in Vietnam, <laughs> so I hope she's having a good time. Um, but she, you know, it's always interesting, this conversation of, you know, when, when artists uh, submit their proposals of this is what they view of what they're going to do, you know, when they're there and what they're going to create. And I know that they're incredibly open to all kinds of mediums, and, um, I mean, they really understand art for what true art is and um, that, you know, the true creative expression. And I think it's the, the percentage has been like 90% or 80% or 90% of what the artists say they're going to do changes and they're very open and, and fine about that because it's art. But having you having gone to Gettysburg so many times, has your idea of what you were going to do changed? Yes and no. I mean, I went out here with the intention of, Continuing the projected portrait series, I believe that made up all or a large part of the applications that I had submitted, and they seemed pretty excited about that. And I was able to accomplish that. I'm pretty happy with, with the work that I've done. Um, I'm going to continue that in these last couple of days. I also, you know, like I said, wanted to make the most out of my time. But that work occurs in, you know, in that small window um, of dusk and dawn or, or mm -hmm these days just, just dusk with, with when the park is officially open. And uh, so in terms of the, the film work, the, the, the large format, and actually a lot of what I do as well, the medium format, a little bit of a, a step below in terms of uh, the technical challenge of the large format. I, I haven't been really pleased with, with the work that I've done, um, but I'm still trying. That's more, like I said, I'm mm. kind of workshopping that. Um, so, mm. yes, I have accomplished pretty closely to what I wanted and, and said I would do. And no, I haven't done quite as much uh, as well as I would have liked in, in other aspects. But I try to look at that as a good thing, not as a regret. It's, yeah. You can't be happy with your work. you got to keep keep pushing it. Well, yeah, we said, right. too, about the workshop mm -hmm. thing. I think that's the other part of this. You know, these artists in residency, they're also an educational. It's a place to grow as an artist, you know, not just – here, put out a series of work and do an event. It's about growth and, and learning something new and, and 
kind of going pushing yourself into a different you know different horizon with your art so i think that's it's interesting and i i i love what you're doing i think it's so fascinating and it's like wow i I wish we were there for your your event tonight um and i know that that's going to be at the david wills house so can you tell us what the david wills house is about yeah, well, that reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash Smith School. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Is right smack dab middle of Gettysburg. Um, mm. It's right on the square, the, the, the center of town. You can't get any closer to the center of town than David Wells' house. David Wills was the, I believe, the, a prominent attorney in town, and he kind of was the genesis for the creation of the National Cemetery here after the battle. Um, it's the house that Lincoln stayed in. I believe he's the one who extended the uh, invitation to Lincoln, if I, if I know my history correctly, um, to have him come out and speak at the dedication of the National Cemetery a few months after the battle. So it was him, uh, David Wills, who, who kind of set up the Gettysburg Address to take place. Um, mm. And the house is, is part of the park mm. service. It's this beautiful, large home. It's, um, it's been described to me as kind of halfway between a museum and halfway between a historic home because they have the, the bedroom where Lincoln stayed in um, set up uh, as, as close as they can recreate it to, to how it was when he was there. And the rest of the house is filled with, with exhibits and displays about the basically about the Gettysburg Address and some of the, the civilian experience of the battle, the, the aftermath, um, what, the, what the address meant. Um, I'm very pleased to be showing my work there. It's a very informal situation tonight. I, I'm not matting and mounting all these prints. I'm, I'm trying to show them in a reasonably respectful, respectful way of, of doing right by the work, but without, um, you know, like I said, it's a pop-up exhibition. I'm, I'm very uh, casually kind of um, using board to to fasten them too, and and they'll be they'll be placed um, probably about about 28 or 30 images. I haven't narrowed it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably won't know until I set it up tonight. Um, you know, kind of uh, on easels, uh, mainly smaller prints, or I should say all smaller prints, like eight by 12 inches, trying to keep it manageable for someone like myself on the mm-hmm. road, if you will. Um, doing this sort of uh, very temporary installation. But it's right there in the Will's house, um, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, to experiencing that as well. So I know Nancy's first thing in her head. I just want to guess if this is right, Nancy. Your first thing is, can you project Lincoln's mm-hmm. body on the bed? Well, yeah. yeah. See, that's it. See? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Especially if you didn't tell anybody you were going to do it, and they walk in, and then you do it. I know. Yeah. Like, there it is. That would be freaky. That would be. That would. It's kind of like Disneyland. That's cool. <laughs> so haunted house, you know. I love that you are, are still working with the dark room, and then at the same time working digitally. And then I know that there's processing with both sides. What's it like going between the two? I mean, are, are there things that you prefer, you know, processing through the the dark room side of things and, and getting in your hand and all the chemicals and all that and, and doing, you know, that color kind of color work versus going and doing the Photoshop? Are, are there highlights to, eat, like, do they both have separate qualities is what I'm trying to ask. Oh, absolutely. And when you're, when I, I should say, working in the dark room, I've, tend to think, oh, my gosh, I wish I could just 
take the slider tool, you know, to this right here, <laughs> burn down this highlight <laughs> exactly. there. Uh, and then when I'm, yeah. when I'm sitting in front of the computer, I think, oh, my gosh, I wish this were on such a more sort of organic medium, um, something that, you know, you could feel and, and uh, you know, kind of um, uh, draw the, 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 the tone out of this um, here in the, in, in the dark room. So it's um, – it, I enjoy both. I, I prefer, if I can, to be working in the darkroom. Sometimes the, the computer is just so much more expedient, especially in, in this situation where, again, I'm on I'm a resident, but I'm still in a home away from home. This isn't quite the permanent setup as, as much as I tried to make it. So um, but just like everything, I mean, there's, there's compromises. <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll have to, I'll I have to check the uh, Pennsylvania laws on squatters' rights and see how long I can stay. I know, yeah. really, squatters' rights on a I national park battlefield. When you're working <laughs> digitally, um, there's a kind of a a look to it that is hard to get away from. And there's so many tools and things that make things faster, for sure. But there's kind of like these pattern things if you're trying to create a texture, but it it's not a free-for-all texture, like if you're going to pound something by hand, it's never going to look the same over and over and over and over again. But when you're doing digital work, it kind of looks the same. You know, it's too patterned. I don't know if I'm yeah, saying it right. Yeah, in fact, no, I mean, um, that's partly why I, not partly, but that's a big part of the reason why I do the, the, the projected portraits. I mean, you could... Mm-hmm try to photoshop those faces in there but it just wouldn't look right this is you can see how the light kind of in, in some, certain situations mm-hmm. kind of wraps around the item it, it has you know maybe there's decorative molding that, that cuts through somebody's chin and and i'm okay with that yeah. I, I think it shows it, it kind of gives some legitimacy to it it doesn't seem yeah it, it doesn't have that sort of computer artifice i mean it is a creation yeah. of mine i printing something out on a computer, I'm putting it into a slide form, I'm projecting that it, with a flash of light at one one-thousandth of a second or something and exists in that form and, wow. and captured in camera, um, you know, with a longer exposure to kind of uh, allow the, the scene to, to be uh, read on, on the image. Um, so it's, it's a creation, but it's different than if we're all just created in the computer. Mm. Well, when you, are you going to make them talk? That's right. I'll try I animatronics I know, I know yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> so do you think this experience now that you've done a residency or you're almost done with it, um, do you think it's going to change your daily work in a newspaper as a photographer? Like, is it going to change your... Mine is you, like. Do you think you're gonna? I don't know. Is it gonna affect what you do on a daily basis? I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out in a week or so when I get handed yeah. my next assignment. But um, can, I like, think it'll it'll change how I do the work outside of work for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll work sometimes. It, it's a struggle to be creative in some of those forms where you're yeah. kind of boxed into situations. Um, yeah. But it'll definitely have a lasting impact on, on some of the ways I, that I see my work from here. 
Mm-hmm. You could you could project somebody into a crime scene that wasn't even there. I know. Here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> she's, just, she's so into this. I know. We we so want to we want to want to be there. But it's so great that you photograph that. I mean, it's a, so we can all see it and and experience it. And so I I really encourage people to go on your Facebook and Instagram page. Everyone is at Gettysburg Camera. Now, two things before you leave us here. One is I always like to ask you know artists and photographers, musicians, any kind of tip that you can share with somebody getting started or interested in the world of photography and of any kind of genre, whether they're going to work in a newspaper like you or a magazine or, or go out and do the creative art side of things, what, what tip would you give them? Uh, well, try to find a way to be different, I would say, because there's just so much sameness in the, in the world in mm. terms of how people operate. You really have to find a style. Don't force it, but Keep looking to be different. I mean, that's partly how I came upon the, the, the portrait uh, projection idea was trying to be different because there's so much good work in national parks on places like Edinburgh on the pastoral scenes mm. and beauty. But um, that that would be my main advice. My, my first thing top, uh, right off the top of my head would be, you know, stand out in some way. Mm. Well, I've got two questions. I'm sorry. You know, here it is. Because I have to go back to the house. How's the peach tree? Because I hear that there's this really cool peach tree and there's like a peach pie recipe or something in there that someone made. I don't know. So we need to know the status on the peach tree. Does it have leaves now because it's summer? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, the, right up the road, um, I can look out the window and see the peach orchard. It was uh, there at the time of the battle. It is, it is a capital P, capital O, Peach Orchard. It is a, a fixture of the battlefield. It was right on that, that General Sickles line that I had mentioned. And he, um, uh, th- those peaches are, they're not blooming, but the, the peaches are getting ripe, it looks like. The, you can definitely see the fruit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, like, you need to stay for another, like, few so weeks. That, so now he's going to project, like, peach pie. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's right. I know. I like that. And there's also a okay, little orchard right, so right outside. They, they've, uh, they're replanting orchards the all over the supper. battlefield. You could, you could <laughs> right. find somewhere and project, like, the Last Supper and put, like, pizza in there. Somehow, somewhere. I think people are going to get mad at that. I don't I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's right. A, that's it. You're gonna get yeah that that's no I don't um, know if in military did I cross like, the line there <laughs> probably and I don't know if you'll get away with it in a national park unit you know I think that's so cool that they let you do that you know do, mm. I mean have I haven't heard of any artist doing that or mm-hmm. photographer doing that you know so that's really I cool. Yeah, well, cool I have to, to make the, history um, come alive. Sorry, yeah, I have to give kind of a shout out to a, a previous artist in residence who was working. Kind of similar. We 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 came at it from different ends, and and um, uh, but he he did some projections. He did more of like a uh, he both photographed them and he did sort of like a uh, uh, installation with projections. So he he did some very interesting mm. work as well. That was about a year ago. But I saw mm. him doing that, and I thought I gotta get my work out there because I've been doing this, and people are gonna think I'm copying him or something. But he he was another artist in residence, and and um, that that was uh, very interesting stuff as well. But different different approach, but. Kind of the same uh, same thought. Cool. It's, it's, I know Nick Collier. We interviewed him before he went there, and he's interesting because he builds his own box cameras. That was interesting. Yeah, what he did, and, mm. and I was following him and what he and, and his work. And then Chip Beck, who is in our current uh, Big Blend Radio and TV magazine, and uh, he's a combat artist, which I I didn't even know combat artists existed. But um, that's this 
beautiful program of the National Park Arts is teaching me a whole bunch about art that I didn't know. Uh, there really is, the sky mm-hmm. is the limit, right? And he's going to be there in November. So he's coming out, yeah, he'll be there in the fall, winter. And so I'm interested to see what he does with that, too. So it's it's just so exciting to see all the different creative sides that uh, can be done in, in a military park, a battlefield. You just wouldn't think, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's true. Okay, so the final question, and then you win a million bucks, right? So um, we have a a program that we really started this brand-new little campaign to get folks to take a walk, at least one hour. It's called One Hour Walk, hashtag One Hour Walk on Facebook. We have a group for it, and people tweet us on Twitter. And um, it's really to get people to be observant, and I know as a photographer you get that, especially like what you were talking about, getting out there at dawn and uh, getting people to just take a one-hour walk at least once a week. It's good for you um, and just to breathe that air. So at Gettysburg, what I want to know is if you could take a one-hour walk with someone at Gettysburg, who would it be and where would that walk be? Oh, you mean anyone in history, that kind of thing? Anybody. I don't Anybody. <laughs> I would probably say uh, Alexander Gardner, one of the early battlefield photographers, or, or the earliest, him and his uh, his expert crew. Um, it, that's a historical figure, if, if that counts. Um, I would love to, uh, sure. to pick his brain. And there's a couple of very mysterious images here. People are really into this stuff and can tell you about how some of these photographs were not quite sure where they were taken, and it, and it kind of changed the, the interpretation of, of what they depict if we knew better where they were taken. Um, so for Ooh. sure, I would, I would go with Alexander Gardner. Cool. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That would that's be cool. interesting. That that's hmm. I can't wait to get to Gettysburg. But it's such it's oh, you such get an, out here. I, a, yeah, it's a great way to bring history alive and we can't we we can't really forget our history. It's not a good thing cuz we'll make the same mistakes over and over if we do. So, I think it's I, it's good I can't for, believe you you're it, visiting all these parks and you haven't been here yet. That's crazy. You got to Well, we've been be in the West. <laughs> you know there's we've a been lot in the sure. West. No, We're I in the West. It's yeah, it's like sure. We're gonna get there, and, and they, 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 yeah, we we got some prodding from from the rangers over there, and yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're gonna get there. We're gonna go to Kentucky, hopefully in the fall. So you never know. We might cross over from Kentucky to Pennsylvania. It's not that far. It can't be that far. No, right? not too far. Lincoln well, did it. Know, one thing I want to do is, uh, if I'm gonna be at Gettysburg, it'd be somewhere out west. It'd be Yosemite. It'd be somewhere in the uh, the southwest yeah. where where you guys are. So. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere out there, though I understand, I understand completely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could get go, in there. You we could go to Saguaro Park and then put people's face on cactus. You know, you know what? It's really <laughs> no. Right. Well, they do really creative things out here um, because the, the cactus look like bodies. Yeah. I mean, they really do. But there's so many mm-hmm. historic people yeah. connected to. I don't care if it's Yosemite. I mean, you could have John Muir, and and you've got all those granite walls. You mm-hmm. know, the big yeah, granite. You know mountains and you know you could go for like king's canyon can you imagine going to king's Is canyon it, what about mount rushmore now that'd be interesting Cause yeah hmm. huh. so bill we're just yeah, going to well, send you my... everywhere because we have that power <laughs> to do that <laughs> i'm going to say don't <laughs> let my don't let my wife hear this she, she doesn't want to have any of these ideas uh come up she i think Uh-oh. she uh prefer that i maybe not uh, stay a little bit closer to home next time. So we'll see. Yeah, but, but look what you could do. You could go to like any of these great big cliffs, you know, that rock faces, and say this could be the second Mount Rushmore, you know, and it could look like this. And then you could 
Oh, wow. I love this. Yeah, I love this. Uh, artist residency Wouldn't that be cool? Lady. I like that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, no, no, wait a minute. I'm going to top this one because go to Hawaii because they have the oh, Hawaii the volcano. <laughs> and then you could put people's faces in the volcano. Ooh. I could give you a list. <laughs> well, I think my, my wife would be on board with that if she, could come, <clears throat> if she could come along as well. I think she'd be perfectly happy with that one. Yeah, they might. You yeah, never know. See? You never know. Apparently, like you get to stay right near like these little well, what is, there places is a right, place. out, right outside the volcano. I mean, no, you can be right there. What is it? The Dry Tortugas? It doesn't the Arctic yeah. Residence Program there it's say like that you have you, to have two you people? You have to take two people because you're on you're on you That's are on right. that remote you know beach island. That is so cool. So you could project people into the ocean. Cool. That is cool. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, I feel almost a little draw. isolated. Oh, no, when great yeah, you, you big waves come little... up and <laughs> you could project yeah, uh, a person into the wave. Nancy's cool. going. That's no. what you're saying, Bill. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you can, you can almost feel isolated. You, you kind of feel like what it's like, or what it was like in 1863 to to basically not have any neighbors here. Um, I can't imagine what the dry tortugas are like out there in the middle of the uh, the Gulf of Mexico. I guess um, mm-hmm. that must be quite an altogether different experience. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're on your own out there. Yeah, you don't have, like, you know, that's it. Is it dark at night, like, you know, like dark, dark in Gettysburg? Yeah, I wonder. Oh, well, my first week or so here, there was it was basically a new moon, or I, I didn't see the moon at all. You, you kind of watch the, the, the cycle, the moon change, and you feel so much more connected with nature and the stars. Yeah, it was it was quite dark uh, when you first, um, or the way I timed it. Now that we're coming right up on the full moon, and it really changes the character of night here quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It, it's absolutely mm-hmm. a noticeable change. Interesting, man. This is awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and, and aren't you glad our show isn't at, like, dawn? Because then you probably wouldn't call it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It'd be like, sorry, <laughs> busy. But yeah, uh, have a right. wonderful show tonight. And uh, everybody, keep up with Bill. Just go to on Facebook and Instagram, Gettysburg Camera, and he will also be featured in the fall issue of Spirit of America magazine that you can see on nationalparktraveling.com. And, of course, go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. Um, whatever medium you work in as an artist, go be involved. And uh, just also just go check it out as, as just as an individual. It's really interesting, the programs that they have. I think it's it's awesome. We mm-hmm. get to talk about them when Tanya's not here. They, it's a, it's a yes. cool program. Are you glad you got connected with it, Bill? Oh, absolutely. It is a, it's a spectacular program, and the range of the different art that they um, help facilitate is, is amazing. They, um, they really don't restrict themselves or, or restrict the artists. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I think that's a, one of the best things. Well, listen, have a wonderful time. You enjoy your last few days there, and uh, we look forward to watching more of your art on Facebook and Instagram. And we're going to close with a special song because we're talking about a battlefield and um, just all the history that's tied to it. And this is a song called Prayer for the Past. It's a Native American flute song from Everett Ozan who picked up the flute when he was a young kid and uh, nine years old in the Grand Canyon, tied back to our national mm-hmm. park. And could just play. And um, this is off of his album, As Things Could Be. And uh, you can keep up with him at ozanmusic.com. Thanks so much, Bill. You take care. All right. Thank you. It was fun. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. You take care. We're going to come project with you at some point. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right. 
All right. Here it is, everyone. Prayer for the past. Do, do, do. 